Howdy howdy and welcome to the Societal Comedy Podcast, But It Was Aliens. Howdy! Where we look at historical extraterrestrial activity and determine for our listeners whether these events really involved aliens. This week, I'm your extraterrestrial investigative informer, Kevin the Grey, and with me is your bumbling, blundering, rambling, shambling, burbling, babbling co-host, Granville Moonwalker. Walked on any moons today, good sir? Today, we are off to a country I don't think we visited thus far on the podcast. Venezuela. You you know where that is, of course? Uh, South America. Quite near to Colombia. Mmm. So we are going across the world and also back in time. Way back. Back into time. To November the 29th. (laughs) 1954. It was about 2 a.m. in Petare, a suburban area about 15 miles from the capital of Venezuela, Caracas. Gustavo Gonzalez, a tradesman from Cuba of 25 years of age, was driving his van to meet processing wholesalers with his assistant, Jose Ponce. <laughs> to get some pork products to sell on the market at daybreak. As the two gentlemen drove on Bella Vista Street within the warehouse's sector, silent and almost deserted at this early hour of the morning, the men noticed that the street was as illuminated as if daylight had come. Suddenly, they noticed a brilliant white object blocking the road forward. The object appeared to be a metallic sphere about four metres across. The men were confused. You know why they were confused, don't you? Because they wanted meat. Who the funk goes to a wholesaler at 2am? Yeah, but that's the start of their day. They've got to get up early, get the meat, then go and sell it at the market. How far is their market from the wholesalers? Enough away that they have to get up at 2am. It's a long travel, which would mean that they got up super early to drive there, and then to drive back, and then to do a full day's work. Hmm, 2am, some shady business going on. You don't even care about the bright white sphere. I was about to get <laughs> on to that. You're just like, they're getting up to no good, they're up too early. What time do you get up in the morning? Depends on the day, but normally about four o'clock. What time do you tend to go to the gym if you're going early in the morning? To work or Not to, to work, work out? To work out. Three in the morning. <laughs> He's up to no good! <laughs> Gotta get those gains before work, yeah. <laughs> then work out again after work, go home, have a quick workout. Nah, just the one. Bright white sphere, four metres. So, that was in the middle of the... Four metres isn't really that big though, is it? Thinking road-wise. Hmm, not massive. Hmm. Hmm. Should I continue? Or are you going to hum some more? Hmm. Question answered. Continue. Gonzalez was pissed that someone was blocking the road and got out to investigate. Hold on, sorry. Sorry, sorry. I'm glad you continued. So they see a bright white metallic sphere about four metres across in the middle of the road. Mm-hmm. And he's pissed that someone's blocking it. Yeah. So he's not even... Like, this is normal to him. Well, it's He's early just... in the morning. It could just be bright headlights in front of some sort of vehicle. He can't make it out. Oh, that's a very good point. 
That's a very good point. Okay. Continue. So he got out to investigate, sending Ponce on ahead. <laughs> Gonzales watched on as Ponce approached the light before running back to the van. Gonzales and Ponce had discovered that the sphere had two window-like areas on the sides and a small opening less than a metre in height. But what was most striking was that it was hovering about half a metre above the street without any support or landing legs. As Gonzales had looked on in amazement about eight metres from the sphere, Ponce had noticed a strange entity approaching him, hence why he ran back to the van. Gonzales saw the creatures and at first he was hesitant but then he advanced towards the creature and wrapped his arms around it. Gonzalez tried to capture the creature and drag it back to the van. That's right, <laughs> Gonzalez tried to abduct an alien. Okay. I was about to say that he got out of the van acting like a big hard man, mm-hmm. but then sent Ponce. <laughs> I actually cracked oh, up at that point when I was investigating this one. <laughs> I was like, this is a tough man. And then it was like, he sent his mate on ahead. What? <laughs> But then uh, he tries to give it a hug. Wrap his arms around it to hold it. He's taken that bad boy. He gave it a hug. <laughs> uh, he must not have been worried about it then, in terms of what it could do to him or anything like that, if he just ran up and... It's hard to say. Like, did instinct take over? But what would you do in that situation? You've hugged it. And then <laughs> he, wasn't right. he was trying to take it. He's wrapping his arms around it to stop it fighting but, as he dragged it back to his van, which is not creepy at all. But what's he gonna do? In the van? Like he has to let go at some point. So I can't knock it out with its <laughs> with his arms around it. He's and, gonna hit it against the wall. <laughs> boom, or he's gonna get Ponce to give it a right hook. Yeah, he's gonna send Ponce in. <laughs> so he drags it back. Ponce, you get in the back of the van. Chucks it in with Ponce, <laughs> tells Ponce to deal with it while he drives off. But yeah, I don't know whether it was like instinct that took over in terms of I'm going to stop this thing from hurting me, hence why he wrapped his arms around it, mm. or whether he was thinking, holy shit, what is this thing? I'm going to take it to my van where I can hold it captive and take it to someone who could examine it and determine what it is. Like, was he trying to do good for humanity or was he just trying to survive? Oh. <laughs> I, I don't know why he was thinking. <laughs> or was there some other reason why he wanted to put it in his van? <laughs> right yeah. now I'm going on the fact that he wanted to give it a hug. Now, I don't know what Gonzalez was thinking. In researching the many stories about this file, the first thought that came to my head was that Gonzalez thought he could sell it at the market. <laughs> He's on his way to a meat market. <laughs> but He's a working man. He can't afford to take a day off. But then would he do that to humans? No. <laughs> Is this man selling human meat? Because, what, are you selling it dead? Are you selling it alive? How do you know cooking it That's... isn't gonna... He doesn't care at all, does he? He just wants the money. He might hold it in his van and give the choice to who he's selling it. Like, you can imagine him walking into the market in the morning. Gather round, guys! <laughs> I've got something to sell you today! Do you reckon he's gonna take it back and hang it up in the freezer and use it as a punching bag <laughs> like a rocket. He's going to send Ponce in there to train. <laughs> Ponce comes out two months later like, Come on, Ponce! And just fuck. 
So as Gonzalez attempted to abduct the small creature, he discovered that the creature was a little gym rat bitch. <laughs> the creature was strong. <laughs> it broke away from Gonzalez's hold and in releasing itself, knocked Gonzalez to the pavement. Gonzalez would later report that the creature appeared to weigh about 50 kilograms or 110 pounds. As Gonzalez got back to his feet, following the creature, the creature called its boys in. Two other small aliens were approaching Gonzalez. One of them pulled out a flashlight and shined it in Gonzalez's face. Blinded by the lights, Gonzalez whipped out his pocket knife, and as his vision returned, he saw one of the aliens coming towards him. Gonzalez slashed with force towards the alien, striking it in the shoulder, but the blade bounced off the tough skin of the alien. The alien grabbed Gonzalez, revealing four sharp claws on its hands. Have you ever tried to hit a rhino? No. <laughs> <laughs> You just, you just wouldn't do it, would you? You wouldn't. These are pound for pound strong bastards. Yep. Gym rats. These are like um, Olympic lifters. <laughs> He's attacking an Olympic team. They don't look strong at all, but they are strong as fuck. They are the beasts. He got shit kicked out of him, didn't he? <laughs> <laughs> When he whipped out that little knife. And he, and he stabbed they, it in the shoulder and it just went... <laughs> they revealed their sharp claws and they were like, that's not a knife. <laughs> this is a knife. <laughs> <laughs> the aliens were Australian. <laughs> you call that a knife, mate? Oh, what was his name? Oh, it's... Hogan. Paul Hogan. Yeah. Crocodile Dundee. Go and watch that film. We found the fir- when I was trying to think of his name just there, I, really? the first thing that came to my head was Hogan Brother. <laughs> <laughs> Hogan Brother. No, that's not the one. That's the other Hogan. That's the twat Hogan. <laughs> yeah. Now, I love all creatures, great and small, except earwigs. Fuck earwigs. <laughs> so I haven't ever tried to cause harm towards a rhino, but from what I understand, in the many science books I've read, those bastards have tough skin. Yep. What we are dealing with here is basically mini-man rhinos. <laughs> Gore! Do you remember, I was going to say, do you remember the wrestler rhino? It's basically three of him. You know one of these little sturdy shits is going to gore Gonzales any second. You don't bring a knife to a ray gun fight and get away with that. They got gored to death, didn't they? <laughs> gore! Both of them or just Gonzales? Well. <laughs> the thing is, they could have popped down and would just ask them for directions. They could have been friendly rhino aliens. Gonzales is... Uh... He's just gone and tried to abduct yeah. one. <laughs> He instigated that. <laughs> he approached it. They were just stalled in the road trying to restart their vehicle. Uh, excuse me, can you tell me where the... <laughs> oh, what? Come here, brother. Get up I'm me, going mate. to the market. Get up me. In my van. Uh, next to Susan. Is it Pete the puppy? Uh, from we, Jim. Yeah, <laughs> we were talking about the other day. Back, yeah. They went all Pete on him. <laughs> <laughs> Incredible Hulk, Pete the Puppy. These aliens have been uh, studying. (laughs) So as this rumble was going on, Ponce tagged back in. (laughs) Ponce, who had been cowering in the van, got back out and headed back towards the sphere. Found his balls. (laughs) (laughs) Found his balls in the van. (laughs) They were being sold. Suddenly, a small, hairy alien emerged from the right of Ponce, walking up a slope with clumps of dirt in its hands. The little bugger noticed Ponce jumped a full two metres up in the air and into a hatch on the sphere. 
Seconds later, another little hairy bastard emerged, armed with a long, shiny tube, which it pointed at Ponce and Gonzalez. <laughs> See? Knife to a ray gun fight. So, clumps of dirt. They yep. were either scientists. Good call. That came with backup, just in case, like bodyguards. Good bloody call, yeah. And that shiny tube could have just been a test tube, but they were like, let's just point it at them. And uh, see if they get they scared had, off. They had no weapons on board nope. whatsoever, but <laughs> just but use whatever was in there. Like stupid. fight or flight. Doesn't <laughs> <laughs> scare them. Come on. <laughs> so were they all hairy then, or just these two? I believe they all were, but oh, we'll okay. get into a bit more detail about what they looked like, like momentarily. So Ponce and Gonzalez felt a sudden vibration over their entire bodies, and to their horror. They had been paralysed. That's not. Pa- they were <laughs> paralysed with fear. <laughs> as they, so I was about to say, and I bet they felt a warm trickle down their leg as well. <laughs> <laughs> they pissed their pants. <laughs> they ain't got no fresh pairs of panties on. <laughs> they ain't got no panties on. <laughs> they ain't got fresh trousers on. As they looked on, the white sphere began rising silently and as majestically as a great horned owl before vanishing in the sky. Yep. They uh, took note from Geoffrey. Lord <laughs> Geoffrey. And how to fly away majestically. So despite being pulled into a fight, these guys didn't seem to be violent, did they? No, because... Gonzalez started it, he tried to abduct one of them. Yeah, and didn't one of them grab Gonzalez? and then got out its claws and was just kind of held him there. Yeah. And decided, look, this is for your own safety. You stand right here. <laughs> Don't clench I'm, your cheeks. I'm going to death grip you. <laughs> if you try something, I'm slashing you in bits. They were talking to them that matter-of-factly the whole time. <laughs> yeah. Like, look, mate, <laughs> you can try and fight me, but you're not going to win. Just stay still. Be a good boy. We just came here for dirt. Now, you had to go and be Billy Big Bollocks and get your knife out. Well, you call that a knife. Now you're fucked. <laughs> now sit there and be a good little boy. So, we have an illustration of the event, which I will show Ooh. to you now. Here you go. Um, so this looks like a black and... Like a chalkboard drawing. Yeah. But... A really good chalkboard drawing. It is pretty good, isn't it? It's better than our usual standard. (laughs) So, what I'm currently looking at is the car which Gonzalez and Ponce have gotten out of. There is a sphere in the middle of the road with a little hatch, which one of the little hairy men is kind of hanging out of. There is another one kneeling on the floor as if he's bowing to him, but... Maybe he's the ruler. I was about to say, is that the one with the clumps of mud in his hand? Look like he might have picked something up off the floor. The one kneeling looks like he's holding something. Yeah. yeah. While we clearly have Pont running towards him, or walking towards him. Walk, run. You can't really tell. It looks more like a run than a walk, but it is a picture, so I don't think it matters that much. Gonzalez is hiding behind the car door. So this must have clearly been before 
the font turned and legged it back and <laughs> Gonzalez decided to try and give one a bear hug. Two things jump out to me in this image. Firstly, the hatch into the sphere. It is bright white inside it. Mm-hmm. Surely that'd be blinding to sit in it, wouldn't it? Not necessarily. Unless they've got light dimmers on those helmets of theirs. Although, are they even helmets? Because if you were to... Who's to say they're not like turtle people? Have... I was about to say, a sphere like that, with lights on the inside, you're on the inside, you're fine. As soon as you open that up to the outside mm. world, that's going to be bright as I suppose anything. it was like 2am, wasn't it? So, mm-hmm. Another thought. I think it was Colonel Colonel Shaw. Um, Hard bastard. Yeah. After getting a bit of a rumble, the aliens floated into their oh, craft. Oh yeah, they uh, Mary Poppins their way yeah. back Yeah, and these ones jumped into that hatch as well. You've got to have a pretty accurate jump to jump up in the air and land directly in it, haven't you? Or you're just really athletic. Yeah, it's not the first time we've heard of that. But here's a second illustration, specifically of the aliens. They look like frogs. (laughs) Hairy frogs. Were they frogmen? Well, it literally looks like a humanoid frog. So imagine a frog, if you will, (laughs) but it's standing upright like a human, and it has Freddy Krueger hands. (laughs) (laughs) It's frog wolverine. (laughs) That That is pretty much it. It actually is, isn't it? Uh, but, uh, yeah. Bug eyes. Like, you could cause some damage with those claws if you wanted Ooh, to. Yes, you I could. think Gonzalez has gotten off lightly so far. Yep. They clearly are just scientists mm-hmm. with some form of defence. Hmm. And they're like, look, we don't want to hurt you. So sit the fuck down, Gonzalez. <laughs> So, so, once their movement returned, the blokes were understandably crapping their kecks. Jose ran to the traffic office nearby, and minutes later, Gonzales arrived at the same place. The gentlemen were provided with a glass of water to calm their nerves before enthusiastically describing what they had just experienced to duty officers Manuel Marino and E. Dominguez. Neither man was drunk or insane, as the officers would testify. Not in court, just generally. (laughs) Ponce and Gonzalez described the aliens. The one who had a fight with Gonzalez was hairy, with stiff, dark hair, noseless, had glowing eyes, was short at about a metre in height, barefoot, webbed hands with four claws. (laughs) It had a round head, which may have been a helmet, as it was also mouthless. And it was wearing a loincloth. That's a wrestler outfit. (laughs) Gonzalez explained that the alien was extremely agile and strong as an ox. Wrestlers. Definite wrestlers. (laughs) Um, If anything like that ever happened to me and I went to the police, I would not want a glass of water to calm my nerves. (laughs) Give me whiskey. Give me something strong. (laughs) Where's that crack? (laughs) And now you've got some. So they didn't hop into the car to... uh, They pegged it. So they obviously pegged it together Mm -hmm. rather than just pegging it to save their own lives. They just ran together, thought they'd be safer. Slightly different routes, but both to the same place. Oh, so they didn't run together. They Not like side by side, but ah. they they both pegged it and they pegged it in the same place, yeah. That's 
I wouldn't say that's the one place you're going to go, but that is somewhere that would come to mind. Mm. PlayStation or something like that. Um, so stiff, dark hair, like a hedgehog or a porcupine, or was that like all Ooh, over their body? Or? Porcupine. Mm. Because they had helmets on, so it couldn't have been like on their head. Yeah, so no, yeah, yeah, you're right. On their body. So do you have an image in your mind now, having said that, as to what these things looked like? Sonic the Hedgehog. <laughs> <laughs> I have another three pictures for you here. Right, before we go on to those, in my head is a frog-porcupine hybrid. Froggypine, if you would. <laughs> Froggypine. <laughs> Ooh. So I couldn't find who made these. Honey Monster. But... I was about to say, tell us what you see, but... You... <laughs> now, these are the three artist renditions. They... So the first one looks like... <laughs> the honey monster with a cool pair of sunglasses on. Yeah. And he should be... Like, he could knee... be Bigfoot, actually, couldn't he? Or Not foot. kneeling, but leaning against a wall. <laughs> He's a dude. <laughs> He's just chilling. Oh... So there's something that's coming from his hand, which is next to his leg. So that's either part of the wall he's chilling on, or he's got a cane or a walking stick, and he's a pimp. <laughs> or he's just old and needs it to get around. <laughs> Second one looks more humanoid in nature. Yeah. Like, Any, anything jump out to you about this one? Just a really hairy man who looks like he's just got... Is the hair anywhere hair. in particular? Where a penis or <laughs> genitals should be. He's just got like a, hair a triangle penis. of hair that points down. And just a spearhead of two looks, eyes. It looks nothing like the other two, but it's just it's just a really hairy dick. <laughs> <laughs> you can't see any dick, just just a triangle of hair. Stiff and hair. Picture number three looks familiar in terms of Ooh. its being in a film or it looks like the pictures that, that Huggins drew to me actually that's just come to me as we're talking about it that's it because I've pictured one of our adverts and it's got the folk, that painting in it and that's exactly what it looks like that is it mm. so crossover with two did they previous steal Huggins here. picture or is this thing in two different probes three so later in the morning Officer Jesus Antonio Yanez stated... You'll find that's Jesus. <laughs> I know, I just want to say Jesus. I know, I just want to say Jesus. <laughs> stated that a unique incident had occurred. You hear that? Had occurred. Not was speculated to have occurred. It happened. Gonzalez was taken for medical examination on his injuries from the wrestling match and an x-ray showed that his ribs were not fractured but that he did have muscular dissension on the side of his body. Well, that could have been caused by anything. <laughs> but exactly. So he, something happened to cause it. He could have been in a like hit and run and that happened. He could have got beat up by his kids and that happened. Could have been out lifting weights in the gym and didn't lift them properly and hurt himself. So we agree that something happened. Yes, something <laughs> happened. We're halfway there. <laughs> As news of this incident got out, people came forward to support the chaps as honest gentlemen. Oh, 
Oh, sorry. Um, Mr. Gonzalez, who was about to sell alien meat to people, <laughs> is a honest gentleman. Well, to be fair, he might say it's alien meat. Or was he trying to capture it so it could be analysed by scientists, remember? Yeah, honesty amongst crooks. So these men were serious, hard-working men who went to that wholesale at 2am every single day. There had never been any complaints about Ponce or Gonzalez. Journalists also supported the statements that neither man was intoxicated and they'd have been charged for driving under the influence if they were. Furthermore, Gonzalez had still been nervous after the ordeal when going to hospital, but most importantly, other people came forward. That's right, there were witnesses. Are these witnesses trustworthy? Everyone in my cases are trustworthy. Were these witnesses the other people from the wholesalers, or were they drunk people that were staggering around that night? Um, I would say they were sober people around at that time. Doing what at 2am in the morning? I really can't say nothing considering I go to the gym. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <Ridiculous> stuff. <laughs> So you may or may not have worked out at this point that this story is pretty much the most famous alien incident in Venezuelan history. Ms. Maria Antoinetta Avelen Anedada <laughs> That's exactly how it's pronounced. Avelanedada. Avelanida. I think it's Avelanida. Had been right, let's call her Maria. Had been awake and had heard an explosion-like sound followed by a hiss, almost like a craft taking off. Similarly, Mr. Concepcion Garachan had seen a strange light object flying silently in the sky, as had others, though they are not usually named. Furthermore, at around 2am, an explosion was heard by others in areas of the Caracas Valley. Meanwhile, a Mr. Manuel Maria Soria who lived three blocks from the incident location, had noticed a bright light flooding his vehicle as he travelled home around 2.30am. As he sped away, he heard a sharp, whistling-like sound. The sound had also been heard by his mother, as she confirmed when he returned home. That's a lot of witnesses, right? That is a lot, to be fair. Um, Famous case. So, the hiss that they heard, mm -hmm. didn't Gonzalez and Ponce say it was silent? They did, but they were also paralysed. True. And fear. when they came to, they legged it. So they might not have... They could have been frozen and not detected anything. To be fair... One should always be fair. The hiss that they heard might have been Gonzalez and Ponce pissing their pants. <laughs> so a really powerful piss. The ship didn't make a sound, but then wetting themselves did. Um, and I don't think... Mr. Manuel's mother likes him, or she was expecting a daughter, because <laughs> you have the unfortunate name of Mr. Manuel Maria. Maria, Maria. It's like your parents calling you Kevin Ann. <laughs> 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 that is an interesting name, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Kevin Ann. Granville Debbie. <laughs> You're going to grow up confused with a name like that, aren't you? Yeah. But there were more witnesses still. What? <laughs> yep. 
Dr. Julio Garces. God, my pronunciation of these names, I apologise. <laughs> a lab technician was driving nearby and heard screams. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Who was screaming? He just heard them. So, Gonzalez and Ponce failed to... Get beaten up. Failed to mention the fact that they screamed. <laughs> you know, for well, as soon as Ponce walked up to them, <laughs> sent on by Gonzalez and saw those things, he was like, oh, man, yeah! He ran him back, absolutely filling his pants. The screams of frightened men. Indeed. So, Mrs. Elsa Dudastat... Dudastat! Also saw the bright light rising skyward in the shape of a spherical disc. In fact, many residents living nearby all reported seeing the strange light but would not give their names due to fear of being taken by national security who were now looking into the incident. People had gathered outside their houses thinking the explosion and bright light was some sort of government weapon. A police search begun in the nearby area but nothing was found. The file remains unsolved to this day. Mm-hmm. So there are some contradictions in this file. Several reports I read stated that the aliens weighed anywhere from 35 pounds to 110 pounds. The flashlight was also reported to be a lantern. Lots of witnesses heard the hiss, but Ponce and Gonzalez didn't hear anything as you rightly pointed out, which to be fair, could be explained by their paralysis. Who knows how conscious they were or whether their senses were also subdued. But there we have it. Thoughts? I'm saying that it was aliens. On the fence. Ooh. You like that fence lately? So, yeah, it's quite comfortable. <laughs> I'm going to get you a, a cushion for that fence. <laughs> Perch. <laughs> so, was some. Two o'clock in the morning. Yep. Did someone fancy a cup of tea <laughs> and stuck a kettle on? <laughs> Everyone in the neighbourhood woke up at the exact same moment and stuck mm -hmm. that kettle on. Yep. Like the break after EastEnders or <laughs> <laughs> it's half time in the NFL. I mean, how badly were they weren't hurt, were they? Not hugely. It sounds like they could have been hurt a lot more, but the creatures decided to leave them. Could also be a case of they started a fight with the wrong people. And well, maybe this species, despite the interesting claws, <laughs> were actually peaceful. Or, and they were here, they were collecting dirt. They could have been here conducting scientific experiments. Or they were human. and With claws. Gonzalez and Ponce were acting tough and got, their, got the shit kicked out of them <laughs> by people much smaller than them. <laughs> yeah, what really so happened? So they concocted this story. <laughs> To, uh, a car broke down in the middle of the road. <laughs> make it seem like they didn't get the shit kicked out of them. Gonzalez wanted to get to that market and get the best spot, so he <laughs> sent Ponce to sort them out and get them out of the road. Ponce but... came back. <laughs> Gonzalez was like, oh, I'll grab him now. And then all of a sudden, he just got gored. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. A couple of luchadors at him. So to summarise, Ponce and Gonzalez encountered a light blockage in the road when off to pick up pork to sell on the market as they did every day. Upon inspecting the blockage, they discovered it was a hovering craft. They saw aliens, Gonzalez tried to abduct one of them, but the aliens were strong. They fought back. One alien had a handful of dirt. As the scuffle ensued, the aliens pulled out a shiny tube which paralysed Ponce and Gonzalez before flying away. There were many witnesses to the light in the sky, 
Gonzalez and Ponce went to a local station and Gonzalez had indeed picked up some light injuries. Both men were of reputable nature. What do you make of it all? I am saying that it was aliens. Ah, that was your animal monologue there. My name is Granville. But I'm not saying it was aliens. We ain't at that bit yet. You're supposed to be telling me what you make of it all. <laughs> I personally think they just got into a fight with <laughs> people they expected to beat up. But what about all the witnesses and who heard like the explosions and stuff? Maybe there so was so many witnesses. Other things actually going on. National security investigated it. But came away with nothing. Or they haven't announced what they came away with. That's a good point. So Surely, until they do. If these guys had just had a fight, they'd have come straight out and said that. They just got in a fight. Nothing to see here, people. But what they've actually done is just gone quiet. Quiet. What's happened <laughs> What's happened since this? Silence. But from who? Everyone. Like everyone. People don't want to talk about it because they're scared that they're going to get silenced if they do. Gonzales and Ponce are still reputable men who go out their day selling meat and whatnot. But they, they didn't. All this did happen. They didn't ever go to seek notoriety from this. They just faded back off into their normal lives. I'm going to say that with a little bit more evidence, I'd be willing to say this is aliens. There is no more evidence! Until I have that evidence, I'm saying it's not aliens. You son of a bitch. Bitch. However, if you were to come back to me in a week or so with more, I'll let you have this. I'm going to touch on that note regarding a previous episode in a minute. I'm just going to wrap up this one because I need to give my conclusion and clearly I am not saying that it was aliens. <laughs> because <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> what have you held back <laughs> nothing there's just not enough evidence for me either <laughs> I think it's a it's an interesting one and it's good to have some characters in the tales who are more honourable how often do I say someone's <laughs> trustworthy and they turn out to be Hitler <laughs> so yeah it was, it was a nice one and I really liked the idea of a man trying to abduct an alien <laughs> rather than the alien trying to abduct the man. And also I thought it was interesting that they made the point of noticing that they were collecting soil samples and whatnot. Mm-hmm. So that would be more in line with what I might expect an alien to do. Like everyone expects them to come here and conquer us or whatever. If we were studying, if we had technology to visit other planets and whatnot, we might investigate them as we do animals. We're not just necessarily going to go there and conquer. Science project. Yeah, so they're... They might even be taking soil samples because they've had issues on their home planet and they need soil. Yeah. So yeah, I like it. I find it's quite a romantic tale, but like I say, it's just, there's not enough there, is there? Need some more meat on the bone. So I'm not saying it was aliens, but on the note of previous episodes, coming back to them, I've been digging on Travis Walton. Oh, you have? (laughs) I have. Did you know that he has a significant background in fraud? No. (laughs) I'm still saying yes. (laughs) (laughs) But anyway, that just about does it for this week's episode. We've really enjoyed reading your five-star reviews, and please do continue to leave them for us as it really helps us, and we are considering reading some out on future episodes of the show. But for now, you can find us on Instagram at But It Was Aliens Podcast. We're on the Twitter at But It Was Aliens. 
the Twitter. <laughs> We've got a Facebook group called Extraterrestrial Towers. Come probe us or probe with us, whatever you'd prefer. But yeah, thank you so much for listening to But It Was Aliens. And we will be all up in your ears next week. But before then, if you're a little confused and are feeling some doubt about anything in your life, get in touch with us and we can help you establish the truth because the truth is up there. Hashtag probe. You've been a very naughty girl. <laughs> <laughs>